0: hello everybody and welcome to episode five of the puka show this episode is called juve struck gold and i have to apologize because in the background there is a nasty smell due to my dog farting up so much gas and it's disgusting i could barely handle the smell and today i get to have another special guest with me he's been on the show plenty of times big shout out to roids my name is jamel there we go ladies and gentlemen roids by the way, just a quick little uh, in, uh, insight about Jamal and all these nicknames. You'll hear him be called Jamal, Jamal, Jim L, because he goes to the gym a lot. My real name is Jamal. Roids. We're going to skip the little usual uh, giving you updates on like what's going on in the news just because there's so much to talk about, especially with the World Cup final coming up. Everyone already knows the results. It will be France, first Croatia. Congratulations, Croatia. Once again, first time ever. I think they're going to the World Cup final. And something to be very proud of france you know a big nation always usually going far in the tournament shout out to them for making it you know a sluggish beginning to the tournament but now they've definitely stuck it up you know picked it up and and have proved to the world that they can definitely be up there with the other big nations and you know just congratulations to both nations for making it this far something definitely to be proud of once again and we're gonna start the show basically uh, we're gonna start with the uh, semifinals. obviously we had two big games and france versus belgium was a really big game and a really good game honestly to watch to be honest with you i always wanted france to make it to the finals but i didn't think they would because of belgium and then they ended up proving me wrong once again
1: you told me that france has a tendency of when they get far to like crush under the pressure
0: yeah so that's exactly what i thought was going to happen this world cup with them um they're always good at you know like scoring but once they get to like the far tournament like far in the tournament they usually just don't prevail did that
1: and, happen the last world cup also they they only lost. Uh, but, like...
0: the last world cup i don't really remember honestly too much but i do know that in the euros they made it to the finals against portugal yeah and everyone thought they were favorites as well for that tournament and they end up losing to Adair. That's not even on the Portugal team anymore, I believe. There's <laughs> really? a yeah famous guy that ended up winning them the Euros up with a strike. He came in as a sub, strike the ball really nice, and you know it just went in. Past you know what I Uri's. remember what
1: happened before that play though? They got a handball. It wasn't called.
0: Yeah, I think there was a big uh, debate about yeah,
1: that. Yeah, they it literally hit his hand on the replay, and they didn't call it, and then that set everything else up. Yeah, exactly. Right exactly.
0: But France, usually, you know, at that time, they were younger than they are now. And Mbappe, I believe, wasn't there for that tournament. So, obviously, with the Mbappe, that's a huge uh, upgrade to your team, especially if you're France. You have stars like you usually do. But uh, also, I apologize if you hear pounding. It's my nephews literally playing basketball the next door. Is that what that is? Yeah. It's a little ghetto that we're doing that. And you guys can probably hear the pounding. But future point guards in the league. So, what's up? Hell yeah. Dominicans. So, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, France versus Belgium, man. Uh, Samuel Umeteti ended up getting that goal for France, get giving that the 1-0 lead. Um, and I was so happy because this whole tournament, people have not been giving Umeteti credit. Like, the man is obviously a world-class defender, and a lot of people still like to debate saying that, Ah, Umeteti's nice, but he plays for Barca, you know. He's, uh, he's strong physically, but he plays for an okay league. How much can you really tell that he's such a great defender? And then I'm just like, yo stop with that.
1: Like, ah, he played really well this entire World Cup. Honestly. Exactly. What I've seen.
0: I mean, the fact that he's partnered with Veron or Real Madrid defender is definitely uh a, an amazing thing cuz now they look unstoppable. True. You know, but they've had they've had their mistakes and obviously uh Veron has more of an attacking mentality when it comes to it, but they're both fast, they're strong, they're physically great defenders, so when you partner them up, I don't like to say they overshadow each other, but they do so well that you don't give that defense enough credit. You know what I mean? You seem to just overlook it and be like, oh it's France. You know, France should be good. But no. And especially the fact that they're playing with two wing wing backs that are relatively new to the nation, as in getting picked, like uh Pavard, I believe his name is the right back Then end up scoring that goal. Yeah. Yeah, really good, but no one knew of him that much till now. You know, he was picked up till the end. And then the left, uh, the left back. Uh, not uh, I want to say his name is uh, Theo Hernandez or Nacho Hernandez. I
1: think, I think it's Nacho. Sure.
0: Uh, yeah, but he also wasn't someone that was going to be picked because they have CDB. That's the right back. He plays for Monaco, so definitely just out of the league turn, like league sense, they should have picked CDB just because he plays for a better team. But the coach saw something in Pavard and chose him over it. And then Mendy, that was injured the whole season for Manchester City, was supposedly going to start as a left back. And he did it. And they, you know, I don't blame them. And they picked uh, Nacho they And they've both done really well. So, I mean, even if they didn't do well, like, that's risky. Because now you're trusting all that defensive pressure on Veron and Umeteti, which they've been able to do. It's fanned out really well so far. <laughs> exactly. The fact that they're in final speaks so much of it. And uh, Belgium, just in general, a uh, world-class team, they also have a strong defense. You're talking about guys like company or yes, uh, Vertonghen, guys plays for Manchester City, Spurs. You got a world-class keeper just with uh, Courtois, and, and so does France, by the way. They have Uriese. But both of them that had kind of not a great start to the World Cup, but then they picked it up, you know, saved their their nation in many uh Occasions, but we got to see like everyone pick it up. But there are two nations that have superstars in their teams, and we're going head to head. So, and, and you know what? We're gonna we're definitely gonna talk about something that was really funny. Um, so the goal that uh Simolo Matiki scored, he they ended up scoring on a on a corner, I believe, or a, a set piece where he just outheaded everyone. And that's ironic because Belgium are known to be huge. You know what
1: they said? They said it looked like he was trying to head it the other direction or out. But
0: it went in that direction. It was went the goal. Exactly. So like, and, and then you t- you talk about the likes of Fellaini. You know, Fellaini's presence brings so much just because he's so tall, and he's a player known to be dirty yeah, when it comes down to, to it. score too.
1: And he hit it. He the did. Light yeah, out.
0: And, he good, and they uh, kept him for a good amount of uh, time on the field. Yeah. Just for that reason, just because they knew that they were gonna try to throw headers in there. But one thing that I saw, so I watched the game the whole ninety minutes plus what i don't know what they gave him like 96 minutes uh in total it was 96 minutes and the whole time what i didn't like about belgium was that they had the middle open completely as in like they didn't have so much players clogged in the middle they were trying to play it out wide and i guess i know why you're trying to do that like you have lukaku in there maybe fellaini's going in there for a run um De Bruyne is going in there so you have players that can header But at the same time, like, have De Bruyne in the middle. Have someone else in the middle helping him out. Not just always trying to play it wide, you know. You know, play it wide for a good amount of time and then try to switch it up. But most of the game, I just kept seeing Chadley, Hazard, trying to run it. I mean, I also saw why they had the middle open was because they wanted Hazard... Running from the wings to go inside the middle, mm-hmm. and see if he can get like an opening because he can dribble, and obviously that that definitely messes up Varane and Umentetti a little bit, especially if um, Conte is not catching up to it. But then you like see like see what I'm talking about? France has players like Conte. Kante's a running machine. He's an engine. He's a little dude that doesn't stop running. So like Hazard's is never gonna have breathing space. And he plays well, with Conte. He <laughs> should have been able to notice that. But you're not gonna get away from Conte. But once you pass Conte, you're either getting fouled or he's gonna be right behind you breathing on you. So we got to, or Pogba. Or you're gonna have Pogba running right behind Dude, you too. And he Pogba played a much a long yeah, and he, yeah. he played a much better defensive uh, mentality uh uh game with uh France. So. Been
1: saying, like he hadn't scored he hadn't scored until the World Cup, right? I don't think so. They're saying but,
0: like just his presence in the midfield, his entire like thing Exactly. Really him well. and Conte have a great yeah. partnership. Yeah. Chelsea should honestly if they can do good this season, I would try to rob him for Manchester United maybe next season. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't seem happy there. I mean Pogba. I don't I don't know. He's not going well with Mourinho. That's a whole nother topic for feel another like day. I think he's
1: gotten because he hasn't scored enough, or like the things they thought he was going to do. No,
0: it's not even that. It's Mourinho wants him to play more of a defensive uh, tactic. Like he wants him to be more defensively uh, active instead of going up all the time. You know, because Pogba likes to score. Who doesn't like to score? Sure. But you know, Pogba's like uh, his. You could tell by the way he carries himself and everything if he's not scoring it's gonna affect him he's his nice.
1: language goes off exactly too happy. exactly
0: but uh yeah shout out to like <laughs> you yeah, know it was a great game to see all of them and it was so many stars in one in one pitch so it was amazing to see but also like what i liked about it after the game uh hazard was throwing a little bit of shade towards uh, uh france he kind of <laughs> basically said uh, uh quote me uh well correct me if i'm wrong if I remember the quote correctly, it was, I'd rather have lost with Belgium than have won with a team like France. So obviously a little salty after that game. And I can understand why, to a certain extent up uh, for instance, behavior towards the end they were, they were you know it was a little bit of scuffles yeah and you know it it sh- it, it should be because it's the freaking semi-finals of a world cup they
1: knocked over Mbappe because he was like kicking the ball around yeah I- he got a card for that actually exactly Mbappe was anything.
0: being a little but you know what at the end of the day like what people say Mbappe's 19 yeah I was gonna say he's also young he was a teenager so a lot of maturing definitely still needed from Mbappe but the, oh my god that that's also another topic that kid struck me so well in that torn that game Bro, he had the Belgium de- defense looking like a League 5 division. Like I
1: mean, he it, a, Yo, he causes so many problems.
0: Yeah. Like, just his speed alone. His is speed really alone. Dangerous. And it, the fact that he's a football genius at that age. Did you see the pass? I, yeah. I forgot who he passed. It was a behind he, he pass. He did a behind the pass. Yeah. With it, and it, it was amazing to see just because literally it caught the fans watching through the camera. Like, because you were still staring that Mbappé might either shoot or pass it to his, like, you know so somewhere in front of him yeah but this man he didn't i don't know how he saw the vision but he just knew that his teammate was going to be there took that pass behind him and that messed up that whole defensive line the whole if you look at that that play that whole belgium line went the wrong way <laughs> and company's face said it all like company's like oh shit we're about, to get we're about to get scored on. But, me on court. I'm watching yeah. on TV. I was like, I didn't even expect that. Exactly. Luckily, they did it, though. And that was just that 1-0. But Belgium, you know, shout out to Belgium. Their, their defense was great. They were known for something like that. It was a great game to watch. Uh, and Mbappe also had a quote to France saying, like, I'm sorry if I disrespected you, but we're in the finals.
1: And so he's not wrong.
0: Exactly. So he's not wrong. He probably knew what he was doing, but he he, you know, like, it's a dream come true. Like, if you're just, like, seconds or minutes away from a final and you're going to do something, I guess then do it there. If people are going to hate you, I mean, in the end of the day, who knows? Maybe Hazard would have done the same. You know, we don't know.
1: Teams waste time, though. In that. I've seen teams waste time in that, like... Exactly. When they up, like, one you on, like, two, two minutes left, yeah. they take longer to throw on the ball, they throw the ball around a little bit.
0: Yeah, I had a debate with a friend, actually, and the fact... I, I didn't like it only because you know it's a semifinal, True. at least show respect but then he can my friend kind of came back at me and said uh, shout out to jimmy Devito, by the way uh kind of said like he is showing respect saying that belgium is a dangerous team which is why he had to time waste like that that's awesome which you could view it like that too but come on not he you know that wasn't really running through the back of his head that was kind of like i you just want to get this through. <laughs> exactly he's like let me just waste time because i don't want to get scored on at all i want to make sure that we go to the finals even if this gets me a yellow card whatever it does to me you know, I don't care about these Belgian players. I just want to make my nation go to the to the finals. And then he did, and good for him, he's nineteen. And nineteen, I was literally in my freshman year of college. Right now, I probably would have been at working at my stupid catering hole job or something at that time. So that's what I would have been doing when I was nineteen. So shout out to Mbappe. Great career. He's gonna have a great career. If he keeps continuing to play like this, I can see the kid being the next Ronaldo, the next Messi, and that that's all that's a lot for me to say. But I'm telling you, like what I saw and what I've been seeing, he's a genius at football. I
1: feel like a lot of teams are going to want him. Out there. Who does he play for now? Right
0: now he plays for PSG. So, oh, and that's really. what we're actually going to talk about later, and like, uh, especially after this tournament, how he's displayed that he can show up at big, big event, like big games. It's it's gotten teams to look at him, and specifically one team, which we're going to talk about soon, which is the title of the whole thing, Juventus. Uh, struck gold. And we'll talk about that soon in a bit. But the next thing we're going to talk about is obviously England versus Croatia. Sadly, due to me personally, Jamal here, that's part English. It's a sad day. We're sad to see the English go home. But very proud of England team.
1: True. I will say that. Uh, Bro, they
0: beat all the critics.
1: That's also true.
0: Like, they literally said, fuck you, mate. And like,
1: play their hearts
0: out. They got criticized for being too young, I heard
1: also, because they didn't come back, I guess like mm-hmm. some of the older guys.
0: A lot of the uh, English announcers were saying, like, this was the worst England team on paper. Before the Cup even started? Yeah, before the Cup even started. I was listening to some podcasts, too, where they said that this English team wasn't the greatest one they've seen. Nice. And it's, like, really hard to say that because I don't blame them for saying that because you look at previous teams, you had stars like Lampard, David Beckham, Steven Gerrard, Rooney, uh, Rooney you had uh, Rio Ferdinand. You had uh, David Seaman once as the goalkeeper. Uh, you had players like Paul Scholes. Joe Hart was there. Joe Hart at one point was at a good, pretty decent English squad.
1: They were talking about they didn't call him either. Actually. Yeah,
0: he was a um, he was a big debate. I would have called Joe Hart not just probably for some advice and okay. from just to get those young keepers a little more settled and more comfortable. I don't think he would have played at all. Um, but at the end, they took uh, Pope not a bad choice just because he had a good season and they all ended up I mean the English team did well without the veteran ship you know Harry Kane was their captain and that says a lot because the dude is 26 or not even I'm pretty sure he's like 24 25 so the fact that he had the leadership uh, he had the captain armband was something powerful to say but I do believe Harry Kane had a great tournament uh, obviously, still leading scorer of the tournament yeah, with he, six goals.
1: Six, right? Mm-hmm. I saw he has nineteen goals and twenty-eight international appearances. Yeah, so
0: the dude can. The dude can play, and yeah. you know he brings more than just scoring. A lot of people don't notice this, but Harry Kane is so good at holding the ball, which is so important because a lot of strikers nowadays, you know, you're big and everything, but sadly can't do it. And it's more than just holding the ball. It's holding the ball with a purpose. You're holding the ball to what? So you let your wingers run, and you're able to do that pass, mm-hmm. which is what Harry Kane can do. And a lot, not a lot of people can do that. Some big strikers just hold the ball and they don't do it. They don't do anything with it.
1: They don't know what to do with it. Yeah, or... they
0: just uh, oh, okay, let me hold the ball and then just pass it back to the defender. No, Harry Kane looks to go forward with it. You know, he's not a great dribbler, but he knows what to do. What
1: game was it? I think who they play before this
0: England. Uh, England ended up playing Sweden. Was it game? Huh? Sweden. Yeah,
1: he was getting like hammered that whole game. He was. He looked exhausted. But
0: yeah, and that's what also they were saying that Harry Kane might have been a little bit too tired for this tournament, but everyone's tired. True. Um, you don't go to the semifinals not being tired. Hurricane obviously Or somewhat bruised or something like yes, that. Yes, Hurricane was obviously used throughout the whole tournament very thoroughly and uh he was obviously completely tired because he was running up and down. He doesn't just stay up there, he attacks, he puts pressure for a big guy. You don't expect him to have speed, but he has a pretty good length where he can get up the field pretty fast for yeah. a big guy and um he, he used to back in the, a couple years ago it was honestly really funny harry kane had one of the best uh corner kicks and he used to take their corners as dumb as that sounds harry kane used to take english the england corners a dude that can header a dude that's super tall used to take the corners let, let that just sink in was for a bit good at <laughs> he, he was but that's the sad part that was your best corner taker <laughs> but also one of your lethal threats top, to yeah. you know score the But, obviously, things have changed for England. South Gates has done a a phenomenal job with England. He has put the pride back in England. He has made the England fans go crazy. I'm sure you guys have seen it on YouTube. Memes. Oh, they were going insane. Yes. They tore apart that.
1: No, was that? Ikea? Yeah. Yeah, they tore apart Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so bad for the Ikea. I was like, so when he goes, my friend, he goes, yo, I know Ikea is Swedish, but sheesh. Yeah. Just leave it (laughs) alone.
0: But, shout out to Croatia, too. I mean, I know we've been talking about England a lot. Sorry about that. A little biased. But, Croatia, amazing, like, they definitely deserve the W, and something that, uh, the only reason they deserve the W is because after that Trippier free kick, where, amazing goal, by the way, by Trippier, Croatia dominated all those minutes. They literally put so much pressure on England that ma- it made England go back to their old style of play, which I was telling Jamel is the old English football, which is still what you see in the majority of football teams today, is the kick and run. Honestly, I am not a huge fan of that because, to me, it is a little bit boring. But if it's a way that you guys play, the the counterattack, screw it, play But a thing that I did not like about it was that they weren't playing like that for the whole tournament. They were literally using their talent to cut in, cut out, go to the corner, have Harry Kane hold the ball. You know, they were putting pressure back. But for some odd reason, they could not find a way to do it for Croatia, and they gave up really early. It's kind of like they got the goal and... They counted on that goal so much, yeah, and it backfired so bad because it was so early in the game too. It was literally the fifth minute when they scored. Exactly, and it and like I said, it backfired too bad because uh, Persic phenomenal game. Honestly, if it, if persage hadn't missed all his chances, it probably would have been a slaughter. England, Parasich had a lot of good chances, and so did Mandzukic. Mandzukic won my heart, man. Like, dude played with so much heart, and it's sad. It's like sad because throughout his whole career, he's always shown that kind of passion, but always seems not to be able to stick with a team. From Bayern Munich, he ended up going to Atlético de Madrid. From Atlético, I believe he went to Juventus, and even Juve has found like a way to implement them to their style of play and he's doing good there now and they're looking to keep him which is good cuz I'm happy for him now but it just seems like every team doesn't like like him at then like something doesn't work out gets overshadowed by certain stars in the club but he's doing good at juventus and good for him i mean he did a phenomenal job just a <laughs> like croatia has so many good stars that just are are incredible modric the hero of croatia rakitic the sure. right-hand man like, they were just putting so much pressure on England. And I think it was Herbert. He was like, Croatia's midfield is crazy. In terms yeah, of- and believe it or not, Manchester United are even interested in spending a big amount on the dude. I believe his name is Rebic. He was in front of Modric and Rakitic for the formation, and he played super well. And he was right behind Mandzukic. Uh, I'm telling you, Croatia just played super well. they proved all the critics, once. just like England, people didn't believe they would go far. But then a lot of people, a good portion of people would say... You know what, if, if there's any surprising team to win this whole thing, it's Croatia. And shout out to Franklin, because I remember when we were trying out this first podcast, I never got to get that episode out. But in that episode, Franklin was saying, if anyone's to surprise me, it's going to be Croatia because they have so much stars. Mm-hmm. And that, and you, sometimes it, you don't need just stars, you need a chemistry and something the coach has been able to do with them. They play well together. Exactly. Believe it or not, um, Rakitic and Modric have had trouble Playing together, but somehow this coach ended up fixing that problem, and they played phenomenal. You don't even notice that they've ever had trouble playing True. alongside each other. So that was amazing to see from them. You know, Perisic and then Manzukic with the goal. It was funny because they show you Manzukic being really humble when they scored that second goal. They ended up knocking the camera guy over. I saw that. They but they got some him. really good pictures, man. <laughs> like they saw Manzukic's face react to what when he notices the camera guy's on the floor with him. He ends up picking the guy, and he looks worried, but at the same time, super happy. Yeah,
1: he was the I camera guy thing. was
0: just smiling the whole time. It was it was like a priceless he, moment. He buried him. I was like, oh god, that man's going to say <laughs> Exactly, and. And even, uh, so you guys noticed that there was a Croatian, I believe he plays for Atletico Madrid, Versace or, or something like that. I can't pronounce I his can't name. I can't pronounce their names. But <laughs> he that. was saying that, oh, we pressured them so well, they went back to that English football mentality. By the way, that's what Pep, that's why Pep is also criticized a lot in Manchester City. Just a little quick fact for you guys. The fact that he came into England and was like, hey, I'm going to switch the way you guys play. And I'm going to play this way. I did it at Barcelona. I did it at Bayern Munich. And I'm going to do it here in Manchester City. And I'm going to win it all. And so far, he's he's been able to prove that his second season, won the Premier League, playing that, you know, pass, uh, touch, uh, tiki-taka, like uh, give and go mentality mm. instead of that run and go. And it's making a lot of English teams switch the way they, they're presenting their football now. So it's good. I mean, obviously, like I said, it's, it's sad to see England had fallen down at the last minute, but Croatia definitely deserved the W, and I'm super glad they're in the final. It's going to be an intense final between France, Croatia. If you guys go on my page, please let me know who you guys honestly think will win it. It'll be on Instagram, Facebook. It's uh, Soccer Visionary on Instagram, I believe. Facebook, I still got to fix it, like I said. Or my website, www.soccervisionary.com. But that's the World Cup segment. Basically, we have one more World Cup segment to go after that. And my World Cup podcast will be over. But it'll still have weekly updates of soccer, obviously, media news. Because there's always transfers going on in the summer. There's always rumors, there's always media updates that are going on, but we're going to move on to a bigger thing, a big story that went on that's amazing and something that no one thought was going to happen, and honestly, even myself, I thought it was like kind of a, a way of getting just media attention on Real Madrid and Ronaldo, but everyone knows by now, Ronaldo is now a Juventus player, and it's crazy to see something like that and say something like that, I, like I, was, I still have yeah, trouble right. playing, yeah like it's crazy, like, you know, you hear about LeBron moving, but, like... I mean, everybody saw that going. Exactly, but Ronaldo, oh, Ronaldo... I mean, he even did warn everyone after the Champions League final. He's like, hey, it's been fun playing for Real Madrid. We'll see uh, if I'll be here next he year. Said it right afterwards, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's like, what more can he do for
0: that team? Exactly. If that makes sense, because oh, exactly. right the season's over, right? Mm-hmm. See, Don left, and that's kind of announced the whole breakup. Honestly, I- I've been saying it. Like I've, I've posted it plenty of times on my pages on Instagram, Twitter, social, all my social media. Like the Madrid breakup was bound to happen. As soon as I saw Cidão leave, I'm like, eh, that doesn't look so great, Madrid. And then Ronaldo going out and saying that in the Champions League. Five. Who says that after they win the Champions League he three was, he times? Just one. He's like, alright, I'm. Yeah. I'm you deep. know, and it's not that he got tired of winning. I hate when people are saying, oh, why would he leave just because he won three times? No, it's more to it, obviously. And people that don't know the full story, it, you know, it comes to surprise when you hear that Ronaldo, you know, he does want a new chapter in his life and he wants a new challenge. And I like that because at 33 years old, he's saying this, you know, in soccer, we kind of consider that old, but he's beating all the odds and he's continuing to play. did they call him old last season and look exactly <laughs> Yeah, man. And you know what sucks also? Like, Madrid fans, I, like I get, you know, sometimes you got to prove your, your players, but I felt like Ronaldo was a little criti- was criticized a little bit too harshly at times, mm. and um, you guys didn't really take him. You guys took him for granted, and I mean, look, he left. I mean, you guys are probably gonna look for the next star now in the market, and it's not. It's clearly obvious Fiorentino Perez, the president, is looking for one. Even with Cristiano there, he was still looking for Neymar to come through. He's looking for... Well, he wants James back now, right? Yeah, there's so many things going on right now with the Madrid, and we're going to talk about that. Um, We'll just put it all in one, honestly. Ronaldo ended up going to Juventus out of respect. Fiorentino uh, Perez, what else can he say? You know, the dude wants so much for you. You have to do it out of respect. He accepted Juventus' bid for $100 around Roughly around $100 Uh, he goes to Italy. Now Ronaldo has his medical on Monday, I believe. The fact that he didn't even take a medical yeah. and Juventus were so hyped to sign him is saying what so is much. Up as possible. Exactly. Ronaldo might be the missing piece of why Juventus have not literally won a Champions League. You know, they've been to the finals twice in the last five years, and they won it zero once, thanks to losing to Barcelona, and the other one losing to Ronaldo. <laughs> So, if you can't beat him, join him. That's the whole big quote out there going it's on. It nice seems to be going on a lot these days. You exactly. can't beat him, join Exactly. And, you know, they ended up getting Ronaldo. And the Madrid breakup's happening even more. Of Ronaldo's rumored to have told the Juventus president that he wants his, buddy in, his boy in crime, Marcelo, to join him at Juve. And now that's starting so much chaos in the media because Marcelo kind of gave a goodbye letter to Ronaldo over Instagram. And at the end, he put, hey, maybe we'll be back together sooner than later basically kind of giving the world another juicy topic to talk about what does that mean does that mean that Real Madrid, he's gonna see him when Real Madrid and Juventus face in a month does that mean that Ronaldo will be playing with Marcelo so there, there's plenty of ways that can happen honestly I don't think it's smart for Madrid to take it but if Juventus give enough of an offer to do it then why not you know madrid should just look at this year coming up as a kind rebuild of a rebuild okay. yeah i mean they still have stars people think they're just done for no it's not true they have asensio which he's really young well, he's not really young, but he's at a young start of his career, and he could definitely do really well for Madrid. Uh, rumors are having it, like Jamel said, they want James back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen, though, because they gave that option to buy to Bayern, meaning I'm pretty sure they accepted Probably it already. so they want to keep him. Yeah, yeah so th- that's going to start something interesting. Will they buy him back? Will they... Uh, take away that buy clause and receive a huge penalty fee can they do that i believe there might be loops to it so we don't know yet i mean that's definitely gonna start up a whole nother topic i would i think james should go back to madrid you know they didn't appreciate him as much but um now they will consider Ronaldo yeah absolutely player. and uh what's it called and uh, this the way that's possible so juventus can but right now they currently have left back alexandra But he's kind of in the market right now. And if they can get enough money for him, maybe they can use that money that they get for him to offer Madrid. You know, like, hey, listen, like, Marcelo's old, but Ronaldo really wants him. We want to keep Ronaldo happy. How about we give you, like, 50, 60 million for an old left back that you guys have? Yes, we know Marcelo's not declining yet but like why don't you use that money that we're going to give you and invest it in a better left back for the future Uh get yourself two while you're at it that's smart so madrid can use that and then they know they're not going to really i don't think they're going to go far in anything other than maybe securing top three spots in la liga maybe even possibly competing for the first spot against barcelona because they don't look so great either they they have a whole chaotic transfer saga going on we're trying to buy everybody for some reason now when they don't really need to i don't know what they're doing to be honest i'm personally a barca fan i'm very very frustrated with what my team is doing because uh it looks confusing it doesn't look like they're doing much and the, the things they are getting it's like eh, it's not great did we need it <laughs> like we have talent right now did we really need to buy that guy <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a second but um They were also thinking about maybe giving Alexandro to Madrid and Marcelo and I don't know how they would arrange it with the money difference. Maybe I don't know. I still think Marcelo is better than Sandro so I think Juventus would have to drop Sandro and money for that to compensate. So that's a possibility. And the fact that Madrid are going for a big name in the market right now um, uh, what's his name Uh, Savage is a Serbian player that plays for Lazio He's worth around 150 million euros, so they're definitely going to use the Ronaldo money they got, plus whatever money they can ha- they already have to waste. To plus, it. if they can get more money, why not? So, like, maybe Madrid should think about letting go of Marcelo. Maybe should they really should make it the Madrid breakup this year and yeah, go for they, a Nukalike. They, they lock don't have more money to get anybody
1: else to do want.
0: Right. Exactly. On a, on
1: a side note, though, this is literally kind of
0: like what LeBron did, probably two seasons ago. Yeah. left and started recruiting people. <laughs> exactly. And the fact that um, Madrid have to just start looking at us as a rebuild. Yeah. And it's it's not bad. I mean, Ronaldo was there nine years, almost a decade. Yeah. So,
1: the fact that also they were, I think I saw something crazy, like they were averaging a trophy every 90 days while yeah. Don
0: was there. <laughs> exactly. Which makes... And, the, absurd. And, and to bring you guys even worse news, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm just like, giving <laughs> Madrid fans, like the worst moment. But at, um, Bale is on talking terms with man united and supposedly it's actually going really well so that doesn't sound too good for you guys now you guys might be losing Bale, effort and i don't think Benzema really really is looking to stay there much longer i forgot he was there to tell you the truth yeah it doesn't seem like he's been he's been loyal bro yeah so uh bail also rumored to go to united like i said i mean the talks look are looking good i don't know it's up to Bale at the end he was looking for more playing time and obviously maybe more money i'm pretty sure if madrid really want they can keep the, uh, his services but it's all up to like how bad do you want it i don't know how bad they want it he's he always an inju- he injury exactly maybe it's you know with the right like with the right price you can get so much more true and the fact that i'm saying that is because there's three names in the market right now that madrid are currently looking at i'm sure you guys have all seen it in the trends uh and the like huge rumors and your media pages mbappe hazard and neymar now are they all coming to Madrid? I doubt it. Will one of them come to Madrid? Yes. Can two of them come to Madrid? Maybe. Can all three? I wouldn't put it past this transfer I market. Hope Neymar isn't one of them though, because he will get crucified for this. Yes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Fiorentino Perez has a lot of money. It's a dream to play for Real Madrid, no matter even if they're the arch rivals of Barcelona. Mm. Anyone that get, if you come knocking on the door and you're saying, Hey, Madrid wants you. Like, what are you, what are you really gonna say? No, no, thank you. Like, I don't <laughs> want to play for them. I, like, if you're playing for the League One, for, for the French League, and they come knocking on the door, you want to go play for Madrid. Literally, get exposed to the world. You know how many, and you know how many, um, how much exposure that puts on you as a player. I honestly would be A man. lot of pressure too, but still, like, I mean, it's people's dreams, so you can't really nag on them for that. But now we we'll move on to Barcelona and their interesting transfer. Uh, scheme, matic thing that they're doing. So Barcelona have currently gotten two players. Arthur, which is supposedly gonna be the replacement of Iniesta. I'm sorry, I've said this plenty of times, and I told you about plenty of times, there will never be another Iniesta. I don't care who good, how good you are, I don't know. And he's young, he came from the Brazilian league, so God like damn you for ever comparing him to Iniesta. He might have some traits, but not the same you can't compare him like that because of what he meant to the team and like that yeah, like it's like it just... it's horrible it's like comparing LeBron to Kobe and Kobe to Michael Jordan they're all different they're, you know they're Basically. great players Yeah, but they're all different qualities just Kobe and different. Michael are just similar because of how Kobe played but other than that this is completely different exactly so um, uh, I wish Arthur the best of luck he definitely seems I've seen some videos of him and I've seen him play a couple of times in, uh, on YouTube he seems like a good player, and seems like a, a not a bad, not a not a stupid buy, and it looks like something they've been looking to get for a while, so that's not coming out of the blue. Um, you know he has passing abilities, he has that you know like that center center attacking mid mentality where he you know pass first, looking to build a play, so that's good. He does have Iniesta traits, I'll give him that, but like I said, there won't be another Iniesta. I mean, I believe he's only 23 or 24. Four years old, maybe a little younger than oh, that. He's
1: younger.
0: Yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But like I said, I thought he for my like this is why I get mad. I thought the whole reason of Coutinho getting bought was for the Nesta replacement. I'm really confused on what Valverde, Valverde, the coach for Barcelona, is looking to use all these players at. Is he going to change his formation? Suarez is getting to an older age. We're not looking for a backup striker. We're not. I don't even even know if we sold the sub striker we have now, Paco Alcacer, which is not that great to be honest. Dembele plays what position? Next player. Uh, who? Dembele. Dembe- Usman Dembele. Also, A player that is being rumored to be loaned out or I don't know. When uh, we were supposed to get Griezmann, and Griezmann ended up denying Barcelona. Yeah, sure. And then what? What got me a little upset was like if Griezmann did come, where would Usman Dembele go? Exactly. Why did we waste so much money on him? So that's a whole like another topic to talk about, and the Your fact team's that. Kind of doing Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the board's doing. The board's really messed up right now. Then we have the new player that also came, the center back, Langlet. Hey, listen, I love Langlet because for the Europa League, the man was stopping Lukaku against Manchester United. He was he made Lukaku silent. Mm. Lukaku didn't do anything against Langlet. Uh, French defender that wasn't called up for the national team, but you know, he's a new up-and-coming star. And he did well for Sevilla and was able to show great qualities against Manchester United, against Barcelona when they versed, against Madrid. So, shout out to him for being a good player, but why, why did we get him when we have the guy that literally just performed his heart out and scored three goals in the World Cup? Yeremina, the Colombian. And now there's so much rumor saying that Yeremina is not happy anymore, especially if they get another center back.
1: That kind of makes them look bad. Yeah. Because that just doesn't make sense. Why
0: would you do that if you clearly just have somebody right now? Exactly. Why would you go for another center back? Now, Mina has it in his head that he's not happy. He's going to want to leave. He's going to want minutes. And if we want to see Mina better, then obviously he's going to get loaned out. But he better get loaned out to a good team where he's going to freaking play. You know, like, you don't want to loan out to a trash league where he's not. He will get to play, but he's not going to become a better player.
1: Will they do that,
0: though? <sighs> to be but honest. Price
1: at least, or will they just?
0: I don't know. A lot of teams are interested in Mina. Manchester United. Everton, Liverpool. Is this after the World Cup performance or before this is
1: after World Cup. Oh, okay, so before the
0: funny. World Cup performance, there's only one team, and it was in Turkey. Fenerbahce. What's yeah, they're okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just random. They're okay, but that like I don't know. But uh, and then they continue to do something weird. Now they're looking. Uh, this is, uh, supposedly I've read this in a lot of reports, and I reported it myself because I was reading a lot of articles. Barcelona um offered to tr- on on Chelsea's Willian. Really? twice the first time they got the night and now they're still trying to get him obviously they need William they need a 29 year old right winger He's really fast, though, I, think. I don't know why they need him Messi plays that that can play that Coutinho can play that um, I guess they want a backup but honestly William don't do that to yourself you've been on the bench for way too long you don't deserve to be on the bench should have started for Chelsea plenty of times You know, and you were benched in Chelsea. Now you're being rumored to leave because you didn't get along with Conte. But now that Conte's not there, he's been fired. By the way, everyone. Uh, Another episode for another day for Chelsea chaos. Yeah, I'm literally the fan of chaos, chaotic teams, teams. the Knicks, Chelsea. Now Barcelona going through this whole drama. Like, the last team I wanted was Barcelona to go through this, and now they're going through it. We're all in rebuilding phase. We'll get back. Uh, Don't worry. Man, this is just, like, a lot of things to, like, soak in. As a Barcelona fan, I hope the board can realize that they better look into the future, get some Barca B players up there, and that literally, I can have a whole episode on just how to restructure Barcelona and look to having those pet glorious days where they were phenomenal and an amazing team and feared by everybody in Europe. Like, it was amazing to be a Barca fan and just be like, ah. My friend's telling me, like, ugh, it's Manchester City versus Barcelona. We know who's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's Barcelona. You know what I mean? But now you don't even get that. Like Now you get, like, yeah, Roma eliminated Barcelona last year. In the yeah, Champions that was League. actually kind of surprising. No disrespect to Roma. I'm just saying, like, it's come pretty on. Pretty much saying to
1: State versus everybody. You know who's going to win. Just exactly.
0: But, guys, pressure. hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Always a pleasure to have my boy, Roids, in here. Oh, my God. Uh, Always love Ace when he's in the background, giving me random, like, things to say. And also passed out at the moment. Yeah, he got beat up by his parents. Said he went to go visit his mom, and he got beat up. But thank you guys for the love and support. Uh, Definitely coming out with more episodes. I have a new project also coming out with a podcast where um, me and a friend of mine, I hope I can say his name. I don't think he'll mind. Eric Balcarcel. we will be coming out with a project it'll be another podcast show it'll be something more about life and how we go through things as people and we'll talk about different obstacles that everyone goes through kind of sharing our stories and our opinions you know, for example, we'll talk about like do strict parents really help the development of a child? Um, does working early at your in your life actually beneficial to you? does it really give you that experience in life? talking about depression just like drinking a lot as a kid is that good or bad to you so things like that we'll we'll see how we talk about that hopefully you guys will enjoy it but yeah like i said thank you guys so much and definitely want to see you guys uh, follow my uh follow me on if you honestly if you go to my website you'll get connected through all my social media things like i said once again www.soccervisionary.com uh definitely Thank you all for the support. We'll continue one more episode after this in the World Cup segment. After that, it'll just be straight soccer media and whatever's going on during that time. Peace out from Puka and Royds. Peace!